This episode of In the Word on the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to interview Dr. Andy Nacelli. Andy is Associate Professor of New Testament and Theology at Bethlehem College and Seminary in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's also an elder at Bethlehem Baptist Church and administrator for the theological journal Thamelios. Andy has also authored and contributed to numerous books and articles, including with co-author J.D. Crowley, the book Conscience, What It Is, How to Train It, and Loving Those Who Differ. He's also written a book about conscience for kids called That Little Voice in Your Head, Learning About Your Conscience. Andy, welcome to In the Word on the Go. Thank you for having me. So, Andy, what verse do you have for us today? 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Paul writes, So now, faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So, Andy, if you were to paraphrase this verse and put it into your own words, how would you say it? The activity of of trusting God and confidently expecting that He'll do what He's promised and unselfishly caring for other people, those all remain right now at this point in the history of salvation. Mm -hmm. But the greatest of those three is love. So you could have picked any verse in the Bible. You picked a verse in the middle of 1 Corinthians. Why did you pick this verse? What's the story here? I think that this is the type of passage that you might see in a Hobby Lobby or on a decorative pillow or on a framed piece of art. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to take that sentence and rip it out of its literary context to say what Paul's not saying. Mm -hmm. So I love to discuss this sentence in its literary context. Hmm. So I'm going to read it again in just a moment, but why don't you give us that literary context that'll set us up, and then I'm going to read it again. Okay. Well, uh, 1 Corinthians is a letter to the church at Corinth, and Paul addresses this string of issues, about 10 of them, and this is the second to last issue. It's in chapters 12, 13, and 14. Mm-hmm. And when we have chapter numbers, those aren't God-breathed, so this is a big section, 12, right. 13, 14. And in this section, Paul's talking about how to use spiritual gifts. And the Corinthian church was misusing them, and they were valuing the gifts of that were just more supernatural, supernaturally evident, miraculous, like, like speaking in tongues. They valued that more than prophecy. Mm-hmm. And Paul's trying to say, hey, speaking in tongues is great. But prophecy is more valuable because it edifies the church to a greater degree because it's intelligible. Okay, so I'm going to read it. It's 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, and I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says this, Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So Andy, what does this verse teach us about what our God is like? Our God in this context of chapters 12 to 14 cares that when the church meets together, 
that they edify each other. It teaches that God is a God who wants us to know him better, and, and to know him better requires we understand truth about him. And Paul's arguing in this passage that if you come together and you speak in tongues and you don't interpret it, you're not actually building anybody up. And you would love each other if when you meet together, you either interpret the tongues or you prophesy. So Paul's really valuing understandability and orderliness hmm. and loving each other as a way to do that. So if you were sitting down with your family and you were explaining to your kids this verse, how would you talk them through it just from the beginning of the verse to the end? Well, I'd probably back up and look at verses 8 through 13, not just verse 13, mm -hmm. and show them that Paul's contrasting now in the present age mm -hmm. with later in the age to come. Mm -hmm. So now you've got prophecies, tongues, knowledge, they exist, but they're going to pass away. And, right. and in the age to come, love never ends. Hmm. Now we know and prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes later, the partial will pass away. Hmm. Now I'm like a child. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned like a child. But later, then I'll be like an adult. And now we see in a mirror, then we'll see face to face. Hmm. Now I know in part, then I'll know fully, and here's, the, here's where it connects. Right. Now faith, hope, and love remain, but then... Only love will remain. Faith and hope will no longer be necessary. Because it'll be sight. That's right. So Paul, in, in another letter, says that our faith will be sight. He says in, in another letter in Romans, that one was Second Corinthians, he says in Romans that in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope for hopes what he sees. Who hopes what he sees? If we hope for what we don't see, we wait for it with patience. So right now there's hope in that sense, but then there won't be hope in that sense. Hope is temporary. Faith is temporary. Love is eternal. What a great day that will be. Mm. So if you were to take this verse and turn it upside down and give us the opposite, the inverse, sort of the screw tape letters version of this verse, what might that say? A demon would probably tempt us by saying, sure, yeah, faith, hope, love, that, that exists right now. They're not that important. In fact, mm. they're overrated. Mm. But the, it's all going to fade away. Nothing, it, None of it really matters in the long term. What matters is just what's right now. Mm. Uh, so let's live for right now. And Paul's saying, moving from demon to Paul, Paul, Paul's saying, no, no, no. Faith, hope, and love are all important right now. And love is the most important because it's eternal. Good. So how do you hope the Lord might want us to use this verse and apply it in our lives to change us? Well, in the literary context of 1 Corinthians, uh, at least three ways. One is use your spiritual gifts that God gives you with love. Hmm. And second, pursue love by earnestly desiring spiritual gifts that most build up the church. Hmm. And third, earnestly long for the age to come when faith and hope will no longer be necessary. So what are the obstacles that we should be aware of as we seek to live out this verse? The main obstacle is is us, yourself, <laughs> our hearts. We, we are selfish people, yeah. and by nature, we don't want to love other people. We, By nature, we want gifts that build us up. Mm -hmm. By nature, we are fixated on what's here and now, what we can see and taste and touch, and not looking forward to what's coming that's greater. That's great. Would you read this verse again for us, Andy? So now, faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So if a family were together and they were thinking about this verse after the podcast, what's a good discussion question that would help further their conversation? I think I would ask a question 
about the literary context. So I, what I might do is say, pick a pick a book, a novel in the room or in your somewhere in the house that you enjoy reading, sure. and just pick a, a random sentence from it, and then tell us what that sentence means in its context. Hmm. Just to illustrate how reading it in the context is so important for rightly understanding a passage. I'd say it's no difference from, from it's, there's no difference there from scripture, and that. When you read the sentence, you've got to read it in light of its literary context. Mm-hmm. Read it in light of chapters 12, 13, and 14. Yeah, that would really drive the point home. So, Andy, could you close our time together by praying this verse for our listeners? Sure. Father, would you please help us to use the spiritual gifts you give us with love and how we interact with others? And as we desire to have spiritual gifts— Would you help us desire the ones that most build up your church? And as we live in the here and now, would you so change our hearts so that we earnestly long for the age to come when faith and hope will no longer be necessary? Amen. Amen. Andy, thank you. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.